Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, the Independence Edition, where we shine the spotlight on positive developments since independence in 1962 and the way forward for Jamaica. We also highlight positive happenings, activities, projects and investments at every level across every sector to inspire, motivate and excite people everywhere. Impacting Jamaica, the Independence Edition is powered by JN Bank. My guest is the Reverend Asha Carlisle, who has been pastor of the Webster Memorial United Church in St. Andrew for the past 12 years. He is known for delivering sermons using popular art forms, such as riding the rhythm of reggae songs. Welcome to the program, Reverend Carlisle. Thank you so much, my brother. Rev, this year Jamaica is celebrating its 60th anniversary of gaining independence. What is your vision of the Jamaican nation and society for the next decade? I believe that Jamaica, based on who she is and who her people are, has a bright, bright future. And for the next 10 or so years, there are three or four things that I believe would constitute my vision for Jamaica. The first is agricultural sustainability, a nation that I believe can properly feed herself. I think as a people, we need to show how serious we are about food security. And I believe that there are some ways we can address this particular uh, matter of agricultural sustainability. How about identifying blocks of land in each parish for the farming of various produce that we believe may thrive given the climactic condition of that particular parish. How can we get every Jamaican to be involved in backyard gardening or veranda gardening? Because I believe that farming should be part of our national ethos as we strive for food security. What about this matter of agro-processing? In the next 10 years, as we pursue agricultural sustainability, we recognize that this country is a nation that produces many different crops that could be manufactured in terms of um, bottling or processing. And instead of importing, how do we position ourselves to so process these things? Our mango, for example, shouldn't we be making our own tomato sauce? I believe agricultural sustainability is crucial to our nation's future, and that is part of my vision for our country. Rev, I find it very interesting because with, with the war going on in Ukraine, it has, it has come out that Russia is, is, is one of the sources of um, fertilizer across yeah. the world. Yeah. And therefore, we, if the war prolongs, we run the risk of having um, um, downturn in farming, certainly in Jamaica and across the world. So it's a matter of food security is, is in vogue. But it my, is. But my mind goes back to, and I wanted to articulate how we can do it some more, because my mind goes back to the manly era of land lease, and it was a big push about farming, and, and they yeah. had the AMC that did um, bulk purchasing and so on from small farmers. 
Then we had the whole mother farm thing by, by the, the, the Sierra regime. And is it that we have gone back? We are retrograde? How, how, your vision, how are we going to get this going in over the next 10 years? Well, one of the truths is that the more things change, apparently, the more they remain the same. And we may need to revisit some of those um, approaches that were put on the table before. I think as a nation, we need to move beyond politicking and doing away with strategies because another political party had come up with them. And look at the good and the benefit that is to be derived from the different approaches. So yes, those that you have um, outlined, probably we need to revisit those and re-engage them. The, the church has a lot of land. Ah. How, how do we engage the, the different denominations in terms of using arable land in, 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 in this whole process of agricultural sustainability? How the government has a lot of land? How do we designate some of these land spaces for these particular um, purposes? I believe that we, we, we can do it. We need to do it because a nation that um, can feed itself is a nation that will exist well into the future. And I'm certain the current administration would also say that they are doing agro-parks. But I get the point right. you're making, and we're going to have to coalesce around that. And as you mentioned, perhaps the church with, 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 with its land bank, Yes, yes. And also with, it, with, 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 with um, I suspect, a large um, representation of the farming um, sector in churches might have to see how, how it can assist in, getting, assist. assist in getting this vision coming to a reality. So tell me some more about your vision then. Well, there's another vision I have for Jamaica. As a people, there is a deep-rooted God consciousness that we have. Now, when I say God consciousness, I, I do not limit it to a religion or a denomination, but this innate desire for the eternal. And the question is, how do we translate that God consciousness into conscientious action? I believe that as a people, we need to revert to those value principles which are grounded in, in a God consciousness. Um, you know, how do we get back to those value principles of compassion and care and gentleness? How do we get back to the God principles of hard work? How do we get back to the God principles of honoring life and facilitating the sustaining of life in all its forms. I believe that God consciousness needs to be translated into conscientious action for when we have this God consciousness being so translated, it then determines how I treat with my neighbor, how I drive on my roads, how I obey the laws, and how I ensure that moral consciousness um, dictates how I operate as a Jamaican. Now the question is, how do we get back there? Yes. I, 
I believe that we need to make it part of the curriculum at school. We need to go back to that time when we taught civics in schools. I believe that we need to ensure that devotions are held in our schools. I believe that we need to find a way to reinforce these values within the context of the home. I believe that as church, we need to really re-engage our communities and have community Sunday schools or Sabbath schools. I believe that we need to form that kind of faith within our people that allows the God consciousness that is in it to be made manifest in the conscientious actions. So these are things that we have to reinforce. And I, and I somehow believe that the law of the land serves to help conscientious action so that when we do break laws, there must be penalties so that we understand that the God consciousness that we have as a people is grounded in order and grounded in a kind of boundary setting and living within the context of what is right and what is wrong. Whoa, 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 whoa. This this matter of a God consciousness is something that... You're going to we're going to have to approach well clergymen are going to have well the clergy men are women will have to approach just how that very sector are grouping um does their work because if we keep on preaching at the denominational level and if we keep on preach um preaching about going to heaven only and don't and don't what you just said about articulate um a religion that is that is that is um applicable to real life and transformative then you know we're going to be in trouble so tell me some of the ways you think that um the church and other agents because you mentioned school and social, yeah. like, uh, of social control can get something like this uh, these going yeah, well, well, I, I think as a nation, we need to be clear on what our values are. And, and the truth of the matter is that values can therefore work themselves through systems and structures, right? So if we as a nation, we are clear, for example, in terms of what our pledge says, hmm? um, it, those, I believe, are our values, then we ensure that in our schools, these values are reinforced. In the operations of our church, these values are um, reinforced. In our businesses, these values are reinforced. Uh, I believe that um, the church has to see herself as as, as a partner with various entities of government and non-government organizations because we're here to facilitate life and to build um, life and to ensure that we sustain community. So we have to extend ourselves and extend our resources, um, stretch our hands across the, 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 the boundaries and barriers that exist and ensure that we work together for the health of our land and lives. We may not be able to um, see eye to eye with some of the entities that we need to work, but we have to commit to still working hand in hand because we recognize that in the mutuality 
of effort. Transformation takes place. Rev, politics has poisoned so many good efforts in Jamaica over the last 60 years. Let me give you an example. You mentioned mm. value. Years ago, a former prime minister announced a values and, values and attitudes. Maybe like you, we start to realize that was where the total problem was. And yes. the, 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 apparently the wrong thing he did strategically was that it was coming from a prime minister. Uh, Maybe he should have quietly gone and called some clergymen together and said, boy, here's an idea, you guys go, go on it. And the thing has, the thing has, has, has fizzed, um, yeah. hasn't gone anywhere. And you are now saying years later that putting your finger on it, we have, deeply we have a values issue. Yes. And I, I, I'm, I'm going to ask you the question, why isn't this something that the various church organizations are pushing this values thing because if we solve the values issuing us there, we solve mm -hmm. half of the problem that more. And now a word from our sponsors. A toast only works if it's shared with others, even when we're miles apart. So let's cheer each other on. Cheers to the best in life. Drink and live responsibly. A message from Red Stripe, part of the Heineken Company. From generation to generation, Jamaicans have depended on JN Bank to make the pride and joy of providing a safe place for their families possible. Now, with no processing fees and no down payment mortgage options, you can open the door to your own sweet home, a legacy to hand to your next generation. Visit JNBank.com to get pre-approved today. JN Bank will help you find a way. Welcome back to our podcast. I don't know if I can say that the church is not pushing values because we, by virtue of our God consciousness, operate in the principles, um, the various principles that 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 augur for values and attitude. Um, you, you, these are taught in our churches. Oh, yeah. But 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 I'm hearing what you're saying in terms of for a national movement. Yeah, right. Why is the church not seeming to 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 engage this? I I think that we probably, unfortunately, as church, tend to be very myopic. <laughs> you know, we, we, stay, we stay in our own lanes and so forth. And so um, I thank God for the umbrella groups of our nation. But probably this is an agenda that our um, umbrella groups need to take on and to be sustained in terms of engaging the process of values and attitudes. I'm, I'm so sorry that that thrust, uh, I think it was former Prime Minister P.J. Patterson who brought it um, to the fore, the values and attitudes campaign. And it was tarnished because, as you rightfully said, people saw it through political eyes even though I, I sense that he was really looking at it um, for nation, you know, and, and this is what I said earlier, that, you know, we, bad politics <laughs> allows us not to see the, 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 the potential that exists, 
because bad politics focuses on personal platform. You know, and so probably an, uh, an, an agent like the church should, in fact, take on this um, process of thought and engagement right. through about values and attitudes. I don't know who you should act. <laughs> I know you're not a church for yourself, but you can Right. Um, you know, there's another vision I have for Jamaica. I am not necessarily... I don't work in this arena. Yeah. I only stand off and, and, and look, and I double a little bit. But I'm dreaming of a Jamaica where we own our own international reggae academy. Ooh. Yeah, you know, uh, where we, 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 we have an academy for, for artists musicians and DJs and singers and so forth. And we, we take them into an academy where we, we teach them the rudiments of the Jamaican music form. And, 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 and we also teach them the business side of it, <laughs> you know, so that we, we, we get into the whole matter of copywriting and so that the Jamaican stamp is properly put on the Jamaican musical product. And I'm sorry to be limiting it to music, but probably I should broaden it to art forms, the performing art. You know, but but probably my bias is because I'm a music man. I love music, you know. But but I wonder what that would look like. And in I heard it being talked about that, you know, why do we have to wait to go to the Grammys? to be authenticated as a Jamaican reggae, international reggae act. Why don't we have our own international reggae academy that gives an international award um, for, for reggae music, you know, so that other countries can participate. But there's an authenticity that um, comes with it because it has the Jamaican stamp. After all, it is out of the womb of Jamaica that this was birthed. I, I like that idea, and, I, and I'll tell you, it, 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 would, it would make the international artists gravitate more to Jamaica. I mean, they come here and do their stuff, you know, and do their yeah. music and so on. But can you imagine, we have an award that um, recognizes the international artists. I believe that you're onto something, and I believe uh, we have spoken to other guests on this interview series, and others have said, pointed to our cultural assets. Yeah. said that we really haven't started touching that yet. Yeah. And so yeah. I think you're onto something. And we, yeah. need to, we again, we need to come together and make sure in the next decade, that is something that we're really working on. And I like yeah. the idea of an academy recognizing our cultural output. Yeah. And we do, we do have the intellectuals yes. um, who can help us to structure ourselves around this kind of vision. And we do have the professionals. Um, so, so the question is, how do the intellectuals and the professionals, those who practice the art forms, come together to fashion such uh, a movement? I think it would be a brilliant thing for our country. I think so too. I think along with... I think along with um, values that the whole matter of your culture yes really is something that can can transform your society 
And um, I think we have this great vehicle, but I am not certain how well it does that positive thing. I know it does so. There are singers and performers who messages that way, but there are some who yeah. tend to bring us astray. A, a but that, yeah. that vehicle of our cultural yeah. art form is something that we need to really mind and utilize in a positive way yeah. in the next decade. I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, and I mean, just to elaborate even a little more, it is the hope, and I presume this ties in with the whole values, that such an academy would hold firm and hold strong to the values that we seek to eschew as a people, so that those um, who come through the academy appreciate the fact that music has power in terms of mind impact and in terms of action so that we be careful then of, of how we put forward lyrics to ensure that lyrics is building up instead of breaking down, you know, that kind of... So there, to my mind, there should be a kind of a, a moral um, guide within the context of the, such an international reggae academy. I know we live in a time of free thought and, and so forth, but I'm just saying, as a people, strategically, we have to tie our values to what we do because our values point to who we are. And if, if there was a final um, vision that I have for this country, is that within the next 10 years, we would be far along the road of sorting out the unevenness to access that exists in terms of education, technology, and opportunity. You know, I wonder to myself, how do we ensure that people recognize that Kingston is not Jamaica? <laughs> you know, so that, so that how do we ensure that our education system is such that a country school, quote-unquote, you know, country school, is resourced as much as a quote-unquote town school? And, and in terms of technology too, you know, and, 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 and different approaches to, to um, education, how do we ensure that an uptown school and a downtown school are resourced properly so that whatever the output from each of those places is, it's a kind of um, strong output in terms of student capacity. Uh, that, that has been occupying my mind mm -hmm. because I believe that part of the unevenness um, that is created in the society is the availability of technical skills as part of the curriculum. I believe every student should interface with some kind of technical class and leave school with technical skills, whether it be knowing how to lay a tile or, you know, doing a little plumbing or something technical because it is good to have the um what you call the the the, 
the book learning for want of a better term. I don't know why words are eluding me. <laughs> you know, theoretical, right, you know. Um, but we need to balance the, the theoretical with the practical um, to my mind. Rev, I don't know what has happened, but we seem to have gone back because when I used to attend um, high school years ago, the great teach fee high school in Portland. Ah, great school, great school. I, grant is a grammar curriculum, but I did woodwork. I did mm-hmm. metal work, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't understand what has happened, why it is that um, we, are, we, are, we are leaving school and there is this, there is this, this, there is class distinction, elitist distinction between um, grammar, liberal arts, output versus technical. Today's yeah. world is not making that distinction. No. You know? And so we really need to come around, as you have been saying, and make sure that everybody who leaves school have a good um, proportional component of, um, of um, what we call the, the, the non-technical courses, but also the technical courses, because that's what the world is asking for. Yeah. So I think sure. you're, you're at a good place. But there has to be a lot of public education, because deep down, Parents and relatives believe that the best form of education is the straight grammar school thing. And if you do anything apart from it, it's done to dunce or slow. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Um, it's funny because I went to bless the home of um, two of my members recently. And the gentleman, he is an electrician by trade. But he also learned how to do mason work. Mm-hmm. He learned how to do plumbing. Yes. He learned how to do tiling. And instead of employing other people to do this, he did it himself. Ah. You understand what I'm saying? Do you know how much savings were derived? I know. <laughs> do you know how much deepening of his skills took place even as he worked on his own home? Can you imagine? If the men of this nation, our young boys who unfortunately occupy our street corners, were brought into um, programs, you know, invited off the streets into programs to, to, to develop a skill, to, to, to deepen their capacity in these ways, and to, as you said, the public education, shown the opportunities that exist here and abroad, because I believe that we must also deploy our skilled youth mm-hmm. to, to other nations. I really believe in that, you know, where, where probably wider opportunities exist. But if we show people what is possible and be willing to work along with them in developing these competencies, I think we would be well on our way. But you heard, a, you heard a startling um, revelation. Our Prime Minister, the Prime Minister. Yeah. Yes. That yes. His heart is not turning out um, enough um, workers with, 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 with the skills in demand. No, I'm not, yes. I'm not necessarily blaming heart because perhaps there's nobody coming. Um, coming, right. Program. The point is, though, is that that tells you where we are and that needs to be addressed. We, we, we will not reach um, first world country status in eight years if those are, if those are still for problems. And I will also be part of the persons on the side of the blame. Because as church, this is now where church comes in. If it is 
that we're not having enrollment because people are having difficulties filling out forms or finding the taxi fare yes. to go to get the classes. The church really should step in, you know. Of course. The church should be there. Church. Because there's a church in every community. Yes, the church, but the church as, as the church. And I've been all in, some are in right, but as the church as a, as a, as a whole, for itself as that kind of organization yeah. in the local churches. I know we have somebody we call a, a youth worker at our church who checks on yes. this But that yes. needs to be where we yes. we're going to solve this country's problem in the next decade. All hands have to be on there. Have to be a, and as I said earlier, we have to extend the hand across the passage and work with other institutions and entities. I often say that it's good to want to go to heaven and it's good to prepare yourself to go there. It's necessary. But until then, I think we have to bring heaven here. That is why we have the prayer, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How do we allow people to experience heaven here? How do we allow them to experience the real reign of God as different facets and aspects of their lives are touched and transformed. It is more about people becoming, you know, whole people. That's what Jesus said, I came to give life and life more abundantly. The church then should be the incarnational representation of Jesus in helping people to take hold of this abundant life. Well, what what a way to end. Um, Reverend Carlisle, thank you very much for speaking with us on this independent series of interviews. Uh, thank you for the privilege. I wish that um, uh, really that uh, much of what you have spoken about in terms of your vision, we will find a way to get others to join in getting those visions to become realities. Thank you, Rev. Thank you, brother. God bless. God bless. You have just come to the end of another episode of Impacting Jamaica, the Independence Edition. Do join us again for another in the series on SoundCloud, Google Podcast, Spotify, Audible, Podcast Addict, or on Stitcher. Impacting Jamaica, the Independence Edition, is powered by JN Bank.